scary clowns? Quick, send in the clowns. The killer clowns? Don't bother, they're here. <laughs> the clowns are all here in convenient podcast form. <laughs> and about time. Welcome. This is the Fright Club Podcast. I'm Hope Madden. I'm George Wolf, and we're from madwolf.com. Check out all the movie reviews, including uh, what's new this week, uh, Next Men Apocalypse, eh. And the other big new one is Alice Through the Looking Glass, no. No. So those are quick movie reviews. But check that <laughs> out. <laughs> Here we like to uh, focus on horror specifically and have a good time doing it. It's all about clowns this week. I know one guy, one Fright Clubber in particular, maybe not happy. Steve. But we hope you listen anyway. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love his comments about clowns. He started with, uh, they are evil, burn them with fire. <laughs> uh, we've been having some Twitter fun, at Mad Wolf on Twitter. and uh, But all, yeah, all in good fun because this is one where I almost... It's hard to believe it's taken this long to do it because so many people are so scared by clowns. It's true, it's yeah. It's a great, great topic, and we'll get to it. Our favorite clown movies, our favorite clowns in general, scary clowns yep. in general. Yep. There's some good ones there, too, maybe not in movies, but we'll get to that. But uh, speaking of fun, we got to thank uh, last week's special guest from the Get It Together podcast, Dave and Pete. Yeah, we had a ton of fun, and we talked about the best coming-of-age horror. And actually, speaking of Steve, he tweeted at us, he was sorry that we did not mention the film Teeth, which I told oh, him, yeah. I told him uh, we, we're going to do a date night podcast coming up, and I told him we'd put it on that. That's, that's a date <laughs> night, all right. Yikes. Yeah, Dave and Pete with the Get It Together podcast. Check them out if you can. And in a few weeks, we're going to be on vacation in a couple of weeks, and then when we get back after that, late June, we're going to be guesting on their podcast and talk about Sleepaway Camp. Which I love! That, I love yeah. that movie yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, so much to talk about on that one, especially <laughs> the way they do things, where their whole point of their podcast is where they get with the characters and say and tell them, basically, to get it together, right. you know, <laughs> and uh, do things differently, and there's so much, <laughs> so much to talk about there. So, yeah, looking forward to that, all that stuff coming up. Beginning this week, though, you will hear us on Corey Metcalf's award-nominated triple cast. Congratulations to Corey. He got through the nominations now. He's made it to the finals, just like the Cleveland Cavaliers, Woo! by the way. Go Cavs, thank you. <laughs> so we can say that Corey and LeBron James, they have a lot in common. They do. They know. absolutely do. <laughs> so we're going to join Corey. Uh, if, you, if you don't listen to Triple Cast, you obviously ought to. And what he does is he picks a theme, and then three weeks in a row, we, we, he talks about different films that follow that theme. And his theme right now is great slasher sequels. So um, Corey loves him some slashers. He really does. He really does. And he knows them well. And, uh, yeah, so you're on there this week. I had to sit out this week. You, you did. You guys just recorded the first uh, episode because I got the order mixed up. I thought we were going to start talking about Scream 2, so I watched that again. I'd already seen it, but you guys started with Halloween 2, which I don't think I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, and I didn't have time to watch it this right, week. Right. So that's okay. You you have much more much more intelligent things to say than I do. So uh, <laughs> you guys already recorded it, but I'm going to sit, sit in on the next two weeks. That's right. So we're going to, we do Halloween too. You can find it right this minute, actually, on Golden Spiral Media. And the other thing that you can do, you certainly ought to do, we are going to do every day, is vote for Corey's TripleCast. If you go to podcastawards.com, he's under entertainment. Look for TripleCast. Vote. You can vote every single day. So do it. Vote early and often. That's right. And uh, yeah, congratulations, Corey. So all that coming up. And this week, it's all about the clowns, the scary clowns, the killer clowns, and our favorite scary clowns from outside the movies. But get, let's get right into our top five countdown. 
And this is one, well, we'll discuss how, I guess, lucky it was to slide in at number five. And that is from 1989. It's Clown House. The clowns. The clowns, Randy, they're here. The circus can be the main event for many a young boy. But for Casey, all this clowning around is about to come to an end. Clown House. So let me explain to you, if I may, the landscape of scary clown movies. There are four really good scary clown movies. Right. Not just scary clowns. We're talking about the entire movie. That the film is built around scary clowns. Not that there is one random clown in the film. Um, or, you know, that, that the clown is great, but the movie is bad, anything like that. But, but there are four really good films really based on scary clowns. And then there are about 250 really bad (laughs) scary clown movies. And so basically (laughs) I had to decide which of those 250 was going to slide into the number five spot. And so some of the ones that didn't, um, the houses October built. I just thought, eh, not quite, right? Not really clown-centric, and, and you it's didn't not. like it, really. Well, I thought it was okay, yeah. but I agree, it's not really clown-centric. No, it isn't. And then there are some that are just god-awful and yet entertaining. So the obvious one is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And I have the feeling that people who like scary clowns might be disappointed that this movie didn't make the list. It's one of those just epically 1988 movies. I mean, it's just so, but it's just stupid. You know what I mean? And not... In that compelling of a way. Stupid in a compelling way, however, from 82 is Blood Harvest, starring Tiny Tim as the killer clown. That's all you need to say, really. Yeah, it's really true. But it's so bad. It's so bad. And then the other one that I, I don't know. So there's a film called 100 Tears, and it, I think, was just shot on pizza money. I mean, it's just such a badly (laughs) produced amateur film with with just bad acting and no real plot to speak of. But if you want to see, I mean, God bless them. I mean, it is the most, it's a really super incredibly violent. That's what I'm saying. There's a, the, an enormous amount of carnage. And, 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 and for a movie that they made clearly very, very much on the cheap, it, it, is, it has its redeeming qualities is what I'm saying. But anyway, the most interesting of the not very good uh, clown movies is definitely Clown House. And one of those reasons is because it's the film debut of one of our favorites, Sam Rockwell. Yes. So eventually, Sam Rockwell will get nominated for an Oscar, and then we'll talk about Clown House, because every year in the Oscar nominations, we do a Skeletons in the Closet, because Uh, you can always find Oscar nominees who made bad horror early in their career. Yeah. And so someday, when he gets a well-deserved Oscar nomination, we'll talk about this movie again. Yeah. He's one of those actors that improves everything he's in. Yeah. Even if the movie is bad. He's always interesting to watch. Remember um, the the first Charlie's Angels? Yeah. And, and he's, I mean, he's just awesome yeah, in is. that. So this is his film debut. And it also, this one carries a really, well, scary and very unsettling yeah. piece of actual news. Because unfortunately, the director, Victor Salva, later was found guilty of molesting the 12-year-old star of this film. Yeah. Which is so bad in so many ways and just lends an extra layer of, ugh. 
to, right. to this movie. It and really that's, does. That's a horrible story. And he served time, right? He did. He did. He was convicted and served, I think, 15 months of a three-year sentence. So I, I would guess got out on good behavior or something like that. So, I, don't, I mean, it's it's horrific. It is. That seems pretty light. And he went I don't know anything on, about sentences. Well, I, I mean, I'm not sure the full degree of okay, well. of the crimes. But he went on then. He's, he's the director or writer of the Jeepers Creepers films. And, you know, he kind of, he had, you know, a bit of a comeback and everything. And, you know, I mean, believe me, there's nothing on earth that would make me say anything that would wash over his right. crimes. But he did serve a sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But to focus on the movie, give me the rundown on uh, on Clown House. Quickly. Actually, the one other really weird piece of information is that the Sundance Film Festival nominated this really bad movie in the best drama category in 1989. It's insane. Wow. I, it's insane. It's it's an incredibly derivative, like an incredibly derivative storyline, right? Where, you know, escaped lunatics break into a house where there's just the three kids alone. It's a Halloween night. The only thing that makes it in mildly interesting is that first, they kill a bunch of clowns at the nearby circus. And so they're dressed like clowns, these three escaped lunatics and also the 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 youngest brother has already a deep-seated fear of clowns so so uh sam rockwell plays the oldest of the three brothers the dick you know and he's always mean to his brothers and um and uh and and then he's got two younger brothers and the clowns break in and so there is the 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 three clowns are pretty creepy. They really are, which is the reason, the main reason that this one made the list, right? It's like Chizo and Bippo and Dippo. And they don't... They don't <laughs> I sp- love those names. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk, you know, and they do weird things. And there is something so nightmarish and garish about the, the colorful, you know what I mean? And they do a good job of it. Sam Rockwell is entertaining. The other two boys really can't act. And, and the film is just, I mean, it's like... It's like so many other movies from the 70s and 80s that, that that's basically the same storyline. But there are some there are some good bits. There are some good kills. Um, Sam Rockwell, there's a body hanging in the yard that they it's a Halloween decoration, but they use that to good effect throughout. So anyway, it's it's a worthwhile waste of 90 minutes. So basically to get this number five spot, it was the shiniest turd on turd mountain. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> feel free, by the way, to use that quote on some Blu-ray packaging. <laughs> <laughs> clown house have, shiniest turd on turd mountain have at it so that's number five uh from 1989 clown house so uh we've got four to go which are better but let's talk about some of our favorite other random clowns yeah so here's the thing right when 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 we were we've been thinking about doing this podcast for a long time and and one of the reasons that i kept putting it off was the best scary clowns right aren't in great movies or really clown-centric movies so I decided to just split the difference. I was going to, you know, we celebrate the scary clown movies, right? But I also wanted to just, we wanted to celebrate the five scariest just clowns, just individual right. clowns, our favorite individual clowns. And they are not all from films. No. And plus, we had to find some way that we could mention Pennywise. Yes. Because everybody thinks that. I think I think of that right away. You talk to me about scary clowns. I'm thinking Pennywise. Oh, he's the scariest clown in the history of the world. Awesome. But, but. Without saying a word. Just standing there oh my God, yeah. with the balloon. Oh, yeah. He's so terrifying. That's it. But now, the movie sucks. It does. At it's least a, the, it's a, a made-for-TV movie. second half. Yeah, it's sucks. a made-for-TV movie, which is kind of our out. But, yeah, I mean, even even huge fans of It, right? Even our, our senior Stephen King correspondent. Dr. Neil McRobert. Knack-mack. Knack-mack. 
Even he had to admit that it's not a very good movie. And yeah. basically, it's just like you say, part it's a two-part, it's a miniseries. Part one is, is very good. If that's the part with Pennywise. Part two sucks outright. It's mm-hmm. got, like, Jack Dripper and Harry from Night Court, and that's exactly <laughs> the, the level of performance that you get. It's awful. And then it's Alien Spider. Stop it. So but, anyway. But Pennywise, we love it. So we're going to just jump in to our five favorite individual clowns. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at this fucking clown. So there's one right there. That clown scene <laughs> in Zombieland. Fantastic. So great. I love Zombieland. I mean, we do. We both love Zombieland. And, and there are three or four scenes in that film that are utterly priceless, and that's one of them. Love that. And number four, and this goes out not just to our friend Bridget, who runs the Columbus Horror Site, but also to her tiny, tiny son, who met Captain Spaulding. Sid Haig. They have a classic picture of the whole smiling family, and the little boy <laughs> Sam is staring at him. <laughs> Oh, it's great. <laughs> so, yeah, Sid Haig from House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Just a great one. A great clown. Great clown. And number three, the clown from Poltergeist. How terrifying was he? Very, and he wasn't even, scary. you know, and he was, he was just a doll. I mean, that's one of the things I think is most effective about it. It's not like it's just a clown that shows up at your door. It's just a doll, and it was still terrifying. I uh, love that. Number two, from Freak Show, American Horror Story, a storyline that started out so well. Did. And then it kind of tailed off. But the, one of the reasons it started off so well was because of John Carroll Lynch and Twisty the Clown. Oh, my God. Great. So great. And that, like, mask, that creepy mask he had over the bottom half of his face, which which we'll, we'll talk about again in a, one of the movies that we talk about here. Yeah. He was, oh, my God, he was so great. Yeah. And, uh, and number one, no, it's not Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. I love that, though. Make me a bicycle clown. <laughs> uh, number one is Pennywise, uh, Tim Curry from It. So, so great and so scary. Again, without saying a word. You know what? We've mentioned him before. He's the best scary clown. He plays the best Satan. He won our Satan contest. And clearly, he's the best sweet transvestite. Tim Curry is just a genius. It's the trifecta. Um, so, yeah. So, those are our kind of random clowns from, from other places. But back to the countdown, we're up to number four, the good ones. Right. These are no shiny turds. No. These are, uh, these are good ones. And this is from 2014. I didn't realize this was just this, this recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, just called Clown. Here's Daddy. He's going to miss the clown. There's a little bit of goof. There's no clown coming. Who double books a clown? I thought you had a backup. Everything's going to be fine. I physically <clears throat> cannot get it off. Ah! It's suffocating. <clears throat> it's not a costume. What are you doing down there, Daddy? Come downstairs. I want to see my number one birthday boy. So this was directed by, or excuse me, this was produced by Eli Roth. But for those of us who aren't giant fans of his work, uh, you don't really sense him a lot in the film, which is, for me, a nice thing. It was directed. Produced by Eli Roth. Yeah. But it was directed by John Watts, who, um, who directed Cop Car, right? Which was great, but he's also he's going to direct the next uh, super or excuse me Spider Man Spider-Man movie. Homecoming, yeah. So it's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, you know, nobody saw Clown, and I just I mean, good for him that he's just taken off like this because he's very talented. And uh, so it's a story. You know what I, what I like about the story itself is that it embraces the idea that for some reason people don't think children are terrified of clowns, <laughs> and so so a dad. He's late for his son's seventh birthday party, and he's at a at a, a real estate property that he's going to sell. That that it was like a uh, the person who lived there before is dead. Anyway, he finds a clown costume, and it's a really nice one. 
like very authentic. So anyway, he puts it on and eventually he cannot get it off. He cannot get it off. Rips the nose off. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. And, 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 and so what they find is it's kind of demon possessed. Anyway, it tells a great story about the, you know, it comes up with its own, the origination of clowns. And basically he won't ever get this off unless he eats five children. And that's another thing that is great about this movie is that it, it puts children in jeopardy in a way that makes you very uncomfortable because you know not all of them are going to make it. Yeah. So really what it is, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's a class. <laughs> she, she gets mad because I call everything a pyramid scheme. But, but it is. He has to do a quota. You eat five children and then you move up. You move up the food chain. But actually this to trapeze artist or something. <laughs> this uh, the, in Italy, the movie posters of this were censored and banned because they said they were too scary, especially, wow. especially for children, which taps into that deep seated yeah. fear of clowns. Yeah. You know, well, I remember, you know, there have been films, uh, Santa Claus films. We've done Christmas horror before, and there, and that happens sometimes. Not as much in the States, but but globally, where they will censor a movie poster when Santa is depicted as being, you know, right. the devil or, or a murderer or something to, to avoid frightening children. You know, the other funny thing about this movie, I cannot believe that they got, maybe they did, but I cannot believe they got permission. There's that scene in the Chuck E. Cheese. And, <laughs> and though they don't actually, you don't see the entire sign that says Chuck E. Cheese, but you see enough of you it. You do. That they're in Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And I just, I can't really imagine that Chuck E. Cheese signed off on that, but they said, what the hell? We got scary clowns. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Obviously, if you're a scary clown and you have to eat children, where do you think you're going to get away with it? And they actually, I mean, they do. It's a great because the kids are climbing through tunnels and things That's and the perfect. parents aren't paying attention. And it's very, very loud. Oh, there. And a clown would go unnoticed. And there's a lot of children to eat. I yeah. mean, it's perfect. They're climbing through those tunnels and the girl says, don't go in there. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. It, you know, it is. It's one of the, the best scenes. And also uh, Peter Stormare. Is in it. And God, I love him in all the things. Yeah, if you don't know Peter Stormare, you'd know his face. He's the wood chipper guy in Fargo. Yeah. And he did those like Volkswagen ads. For yeah, a he while. did. Those are funny. So he yeah. can be funny and extremely creepy and scary. Yeah. Uh, like just blank faced and, you know, the German, the Austrian blank faced yeah. guy that's going to kill you and put you in a wood chipper. One of the other reasons that this works really well, and we can get, to, get over with this quickly, but Andy Powers plays the dad slash clown Kent. And he's just, he's very sympathetic. You just love him. I mean, he's such a good dude that you, you just can't the whole time. No matter what he does as a clown, you're just like, we can, we can fix him, right? We can, <laughs> we can salvage this nice man, can't we? Can, we? we can get a pair of pliers and rip off this nose. Right off his face. Yeah. Yikes. And then the dog eats the nose, and then uh, the dog gets bad. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a very enjoyable film. It's flawed, uh, especially in some of the decisions and choices and blah, blah, but, it, but it's enjoyable. I liked it a lot. All right. Clown at number four from 2014. And we go way back for this one. We've talked about this before, number three, because it was in our silent movie yes. countdown, which uh, was uh, really great to talk about these movies. And this one, is so classic for so many reasons from 1928, The Man Who Laughs. And yeah, so we just got the music going because it was a silent film. But, <laughs> you know, the, the lingering iconic image of this movie is, of course, the clown figure and his face because even if you know nothing about this movie, you just walked in the room and there it is, the first thing you would say was, 
well, that looks like the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he clearly inform the Joker, I mean, in all of the iterations of the Joker in the comic books and then in all the films, but also I think that that's exactly where Twisty the Clown got from from uh, American Horror Story. Yeah. That 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 defined his look as well. It's yeah, you're right, iconic. Yeah, and the, the look of the movie, as so many great silent movies did, because they were silent and they had to uh, rely on the great looks. But we've talked about ones like Dr. Caligari. Right. They're so, so cool to look at. And uh, this one, not only the, the figure of the clown, you know, with his hair and the, and the, and the grin, mm-hmm. but the way the movie looks, the way everybody moves, it's, uh, it's very, very creepy just for that reason. You know, and if you are kind of a nerd of uh, the super classic horror films, uh, you know, the, first of all, it's based on a Victor Hugo, and, and that's, always a good, that's always a good place to start. But also, um, Conrad Veidt, who plays the clown, Gwynplaine. Um, right, Gwynplaine. He also plays uh, the somnambulist in Dr. Caligari, nice. right? And then the sort of creepy socialite uh, in this film is played by Olga Baklanova, and she is Cleopatra in Freaks. So she always plays that conniving, bad hottie. Um, so, I mean, there is just so many. Femme fatale. Yeah, femme fatale, exactly. Um, she does not get turned into a chicken in this one, however. <laughs> one FYI. of us. FYI. One of us. <laughs> yeah, and Conrad Veidt. Um, yeah. He had to use th- that grin uh, the way they got it. He had to wear some very painful metal hooks and prosthetics eesh, eesh. That, that pulled back the corners of his mouth so that he couldn't speak. They were like big, really unwieldy dentures. And really the only scene where he didn't have those in is the scene where he's ravished by the Duchess, uh, Josanna. But the rest of the movie, he's wearing these incredibly painful prosthetic denture type things but it achieves that really really eerie look yeah well i you know i think not only though because of course you know so he can't not smile it is impossible because he was disfigured as a child right so but then even when he's sad or in pain or broken up or whatever so i think that that may be aided because a a lot of times if you're just looking at the top part of his face he looks like he's gonna cry yeah maybe he really was (laughs) yeah maybe he really was but yeah but that that draws into the double entendre of the title right the man who laughs yes he's always laughing right we've we've seen this type of disfiguration in many movies that have become to uh, that has come to be known as the Glasgow smile right. or the Chelsea smile yeah. uh, from organized crime rings. Uh, like Itchy the Killer. That's yeah. the best one. That's the yeah. best one, Itchy Carving the Killer. Carving I mean, this into their victims' faces. Yeah, yeah Itchy the Killer is a, is a great one. Uh, and, and, of course, the Joker all through the, yeah. uh, the uh, comics and the movies. Well, Heath Ledger tells like three different stories as to how right. he got his, but which it's was, still clearly a Glasgow smile. Which is another great part of oh his characterization. God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so well done. And there were rumors or legends that Lon Chaney was originally cast in this role, but I guess that's since been proven false. You know, that he though, was not. It's funny because that's the first thing I thought of when you were talking about the um, painful prosthetics, yeah. because that yeah. sounds so Lon Chaney. He would do that for so many different films. Obviously, fan of the opera, but, but a lot of films. Yeah, and you mentioned it being uh, based on a Victor Hugo book, and they actually changed the ending. Yeah. The book, the book has a more classically tragic ending as he is wont to yes, do. Yes, he is. And this one changed it up a little bit. Yeah, thanks, Victor. You always make us wade through 1,300 pages just so you can tear <laughs> our heart out at the end. <laughs> he does do that. From 1928. <laughs> yeah, if you can catch it, it, it still has a fantastic look. And I assume that it's been, over the years, restored in various forms. Yes, yeah. Uh, and you can get, I mean, you can get a restoration, but you can all, I think you can just find it on YouTube. Yeah, and it just... But, you know, so, I mean, the thing is, it is just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous film. So, really you know, if you, if you feel... You know, uh, encouraged. I would probably seek out a restoration. Yeah, if you can. 1928, The Man Who Laughs and the Clown Gwynplaine.
That's at number three in our most favorite scary clown uh, countdown. Number two, another more recent one from 2012. We talked about this in our Irish countdown. We did. Didn't we not? The Irish, uh, the Irish clown stitches. It was our fault we died. Not every party ends with a dead clown. When Stitches the Clown comes back from the dead, the joke is on them. Everybody happy? Just funny. I mean, it's just a funny, funny movie. Um, it's a it's a fairly traditional slasher kind of a setup. You know, one where uh, something bad happens in your childhood and then you flash forward to like you know, 10 years later and that thing from your childhood come back to haunt you and, and you're at a party with other teens and people are getting picked off. It seems so bland and, and rote by this point. But when the thing that happened in your childhood was you accidentally killed a clown, right? <laughs> so it's the clown that comes back. But the other thing is that that particular clown is Stitches. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a laugh riot because the Irish have a very wry sense of humor, and that is all over the damn place in this movie. And played by a guy named Ross Noble, who uh, I really don't know. Do we know him from anything else? Because no. he's great. Oh, my God, he's so great. I mean, he's just, you know, right from the opening scene where he's being inappropriate in a trailer i mean he's just gross he's just this, he's just gross you know and he's a bad clown i don't mean that he's like evil i mean he's just not very good at being a clown but he doesn't care and he hates the kids and the kids hate him he's just hilarious and you know that staple of slasher movies and maybe the 80s type of horror movies where something happens in your childhood and then it comes back to haunt you all prom nighty yeah they they do a nod to that with the uh, medication that Tommy takes to relieve anxiety. It's called Hypnosil, and that's the same name as the medication used to suppress dreams in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Well, so they can, know what they're doing. And Tommy, who's, of course, the, you know, he's the, the, the kid who witnesses everything in the Halloween films. Right. He's the kid that's being babysat. There are just, yeah, there are loads of them, which also is fun because... I mean, Ireland doesn't have a giant horror output, and it's certainly, you know, you're not going to dig down and find a big slasher background there. So it's kind of fun that, that when they did make one, you know, they, they pay a little homage to what has come before. Yeah, they do do that, but as you mentioned, that Irish rye type of uh, take on it is something that you can just feel throughout the movie. Absolutely. And then the other thing that they really exploit is the idea of the clown. You know, I mean, it's like the, the kills themselves are so cleverly clown-related. <laughs> you know, and then there's the visual toward the end where, uh, you know, the, the resolution is coming and he runs out and he's going to get on this child's bike because that's the only thing. I mean, it's just they do a great job of of the grotesquerie of, of you know, clown-related, circus-related, garish things that are meant to make children laugh but are are sort of horrifying anyway yeah. Uh, yeah and so then they use it where other where other clown films use it just to exploit what's actually terrifying they use it for both it is funny and it's gross at the same time so i mean it's just a really well made for for a fairly slight basically slasher movie i mean it, it's very very clever yeah so check that one out 2012 stitches from ireland at number two on our scary clown list and up at the tippy top 2010s the Last Circus.
Yeah, this is a great story and one that has some similarities with the type of themes in The Man Who Laughs. Yes. You know, the sad, unrequited love type of thing, because that's what's going on here. Yeah, and it's, but it's, you know, uh, director Alex de la Iglesia, who's just nuts. And so you can expect that. You can expect that this film is going to go just nuts. And it's, um, you know, it opens, uh, you know, j- it's beautiful, this beautifully shot, bizarre episode where uh, a clown is killed in battle. <laughs> and then years later, his son decides that he is also going to become a clown. And so we, we jump ahead to follow his son, but his son is going to be a sad clown. And he joins a circus and uh, falls for another clown's woman, played by the lovely and very flexible Carolina Bang, who is actually the director's wife. And Don't uh, fall for another clown's woman. He learns that First lesson. First rule of clowndom. <laughs> <laughs> so the the happy clown is actually a sadistic, uh, you know, abusive, horrible man, and and I mean, it just it's just the most bizarre film. But um, the performances are absolutely remarkable, and and also just the visual element, the way that they you know exploit circus stuff is is I mean, visually, I mean, it's it's just it's an incredibly memorable, really beautifully filmed, and and. Ex- extremely well-made movie. Yeah, it looks great. And a couple things to watch for um, if you're going to check this out for the first time. First of all, there's two or three, maybe four Wilhelm screams. Uh, <laughs> you love the Wilhelm love scream. Love the Wilhelm scream. Especially, you'll hear it when they throw two midgets out the tent. <laughs> out of the tent. Um, which right there, I know you're thinking, ooh, I'm in for that. Uh, that's in there, but it's in three or four times. And also, at the very beginning, you can see a still from the movie Cannibal Holocaust. And that is because Luis Varela, I think his name, who plays Manuel, uh, he dubbed a voice in the Spanish version of Cannibal Holocaust. Ah. So they give a little wink and a nod to uh, Cannibal Holocaust in there as well. But yeah, it looks it looks very, very cool and in almost a a throwback gothic kind of classic, almost silent movie way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's really it's peculiar in its in its visual aesthetic. But, you know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, you know, and sort of awe-inspiring in the way that circuses can be. Because it's not just clowns. You know, Carolina Bang's character is like a trapeze kind of ropes performer. And, I mean, it's just so much of what they do is really gorgeous and awe-inspiring in that sort of big top way. Yeah, and almost operatic. Yes. With the famous opera of the clown. Is that Don Giovanni? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very definitely. Super definitely uh, uh, pays tribute to that. No question about that. Yeah, exactly. So it's very classic in that way. But yet, there's some violence for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, to each other and to oneself uh, with, a, with an iron at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot to, uh, lot to recommend it. And it's Alex de la, let me say that, Alex de la Iglesia. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Wow. He also nice. did um, Witching and Bitching. He did Perdita Durango, which I love and stars a young Javier Bardem with a bad mullet. Um, I mean, he's just done a lot of just crazy ass shit. And I believe this was the first movie that he wrote entirely on his own. Oh, wow. He usually, he usually had a, a, a co-writer, a partner, Jorge, I cannot pronounce his last name. But uh, he wanted to, to do this um, and wanted his writing partner to help him, uh, who I guess didn't really connect with the material, didn't wow. feel it. So uh, Alex did it on his own. That's interesting because I would say that, that uh, this is by far De La Iglesia's best film. By far. Yeah. And I'm a fan throughout. I like everything. But so much of what he does has um, a strange 
humor that really undercuts the horror horror of it, like really undercuts it. And it's funny that the one about clowns, that's less of a problem. The Last Circus coming in at number one on our top five list of scary, evil clown movies. And you know what? Since last podcast, we, we said last week we were hoping for some good news and we got it. We got it! So... Uh, our next Fright Club Live, which will be on Wednesday, June 8th at the Gateway Film Center. We are at long last, having been trying to get this movie for two years, we are going to screen The Woman. Yeah, so if you were wondering last week, remember I said it was a movie that rhymes with The Schwoman. <laughs> I know that was tough. Some of you, John Dean, he figured it he out. He figured it out. That I was talking about <laughs> The Woman. That crack sleuthing brain of his. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're so excited about this. Uh, got it on the big screen. We are going to count down. We're going to record the podcast live and do our top five captive, yes, captive movies. And this one certainly qualifies. Uh, such a great movie. It's it's become legendary, uh, and it's hard to get. Obviously, yeah, it's taken yeah. A while. We thank Chris and Jason and everybody at the Gateway Film Center for landing this for us. So it's going to be again Wednesday, June eighth. We start with a little happy hour thing. 6.30, um, get together, and then we uh, move into the theater about 7.30. We record the podcast. 8 o'clock, we're going to show the woman. And uh, love to love to love to see you there. Uh, it's High Street in Columbus, Ohio. Come by. It's going to be great. The it, woman. Is, it is going to be great. But in, in the meantime, between now and then, uh, we uh, are going to have Corey, our senior. He, he's, he has been our senior Aussie correspondent. He's, he's asked for a title change to our senior slasher correspondent. Well, you know what? You can't just go <laughs> changing titles willy-nilly. You know what? This is what happens when you get nominated right. for awards. Right to your head. Right to your head. <laughs> but no, we can probably do that. He's going to join us next week <laughs> and talk about the best final girls in horror. But as a quick reminder, please go to podcastawards.com and vote for Corey's triple cast as the best entertainment podcast. Yeah, that's that's great. We got our fingers crossed for you. And uh, while you're at it, while you're feeling generous, give us a like, give us a good review on iTunes. Do it. If you uh, hook us up, <laughs> if you hit us up on iTunes for the podcast. Love to do that. So, yeah, a lot of stuff coming up then. Uh, we're going to be on vacation the middle of June celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary. She's put up with me for that long. <laughs> Can you believe it? And then we'll be back uh, toward the end of June, and we're going to guest uh, with Dave and Pete on Get It Together. So, so much fun coming up. Hope you enjoyed the clowns. We're looking at you, Steve. Uh, <laughs> just think of it this way. We've given you a lot of things to talk to your therapist about. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we're here. So, so much good coming up. Uh, hit us up as always. The conversation continues on Twitter. We're at MadWolf, MadWolf.com. Always a lot of good fun going on uh, at uh, Columbus Horror Society on Facebook as well. You don't have to live in Columbus no. to join in. We've got people all over the world uh, on that great uh, Facebook page run by Bridget. So a lot going on. We thank you so much for listening. Until next week. I'm Hope Madden. And I'm George Wolf. Stay frightful, my friends. Send in. The clowns, those daffy, laffy clowns, send in those soulful and doleful schmoats by the bowlful.